O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, October 13. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit. As it is written in Romans 10:17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today, we continue the Torah portion, Lech Lecha. Genesis 14, 1-20 About this time, war broke out in the region. King Amraphel of Babylonia, King Arioch of Elisar, King Ketoleomer of Elam, and King Tidal of Goim fought against King Bera of Sodom, King Bersha of Gomorrah, King Shinab of Adma, King Shemibur of Zeboim, and King Bela, also called Zoar. This second group of kings joined forces in Siddim Valley, that is, the valley of the Dead Sea. For twelve years they had been subject to King Kedoleomer, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled against him. One year later, Kedoleomer and his allies arrived and defeated the Rephaites at Ashtaroth Karnaim, the Zuzites at Ham, the Emites at Shava Kiriathaim, and the Horites at Mount Seir, as far as El Paran at the edge of the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to En Mishpat, now called Kadesh, and conquered all the territory of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites living in Hazazon Tamar. Then 
the rebel kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, and Bela, also called Zoar, prepared for battle in the valley of the Dead Sea. They fought against King Kedoleomer of Elam, King Tidal of Goim, King Amraphel of Babylonia, and King Arioch of Elisar, four kings against five. As it happened, the valley of the Dead Sea was filled with tar pits, and as the army of the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into the tar pits, while the rest escaped into the mountains. The victorious invaders then plundered Sodom and Gomorrah and headed for home, taking with them all the spoils of war and food supplies. They also captured Lot, Abram's nephew who lived in Sodom, and carried off everything he owned. But one of Lot's men escaped and reported everything to Abram the Hebrew, who was living near the oak grove belonging to Mamre the Amorite. Mamre and his relatives, Eshcol and Aner, were Abram's allies. When Abram heard that his nephew Lot had been captured, he mobilized the 318 trained men who had been born into his household. Then he pursued Ketoleomer's army until he caught up with them at Dan. There he divided his men and attacked during the night. Ketoleomer's army fled, but Abram chased them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus. Abram recovered all the goods that had been taken, and he brought back his nephew Lot with his possessions, and all the women and other captives. After Abram returned from his victory at Ketoleomer and all his allies, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Shava, that is, King's Valley. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem and a priest of God Most High, brought Abram some bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abram with this blessing. Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. Jeremiah 22.1-23.20 This is what the Lord said to me, Jeremiah. Go over and speak directly to the king of Judah. Say to him, Listen to this message from the Lord, you king of Judah, sitting on David's throne. Let your attendants and your people listen too. This is what the Lord says, Be fair-minded and just. Do what is right. Help those who have been robbed. Rescue them from their oppressors. Quit your evil deeds. Do not mistreat foreigners, orphans, and widows. Stop murdering the innocent. If you obey me, there will always be a descendant of David sitting on the throne here in Jerusalem. The king will ride the palace gates in chariots and on horses with his parade of attendants and subjects. But if you refuse to pay attention to this warning, I swear by my own name, says the Lord, that this palace will become a pile of rubble. Now this is what the Lord says concerning Judah's royal palace. I love you as much as fruitful Gilead and the green forests of Lebanon but I will turn you into a desert with no one living within your walls. 
I will call for wreckers who will bring out their tools to dismantle you. They will tear out all your fine cedar beams and throw them on the fire. People from many nations will pass by the ruins of this city and say to one another, Why did the Lord destroy such a great city? And the answer will be, Because they violated their covenant with the Lord their God by worshiping other gods. Do not weep for the dead king or mourn his loss. Instead, weep for the captive king being led away. For he will never return to see his native land again. For this is what the Lord says about Jehoaz, who succeeded his father, King Josiah, and was taken away as a captive. He will never return. He will die in a distant land and will never again see his own country. And the Lord says, What sorrow awaits Jehoiakim, who builds his palace with forced labor. He builds injustice into its walls, for he makes his neighbors work for nothing. He does not pay them for their labor. He says, I will build a magnificent palace with huge rooms and many windows. I will panel it throughout with fragrant cedar and paint it a lovely red. But a beautiful cedar palace does not make a great king. Your father Josiah also had plenty to eat and drink, but he was just and right in all his dealings. That is why God blessed him. He gave justice and help to the poor and needy, and everything went well for him. Isn't that what it means to know me, says the Lord? But you, you have eyes only for greed and dishonesty. You murder the innocent, oppress the poor, and reign ruthlessly. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Jehoiakim. Son of King Josiah, the people will not mourn for him, crying to one another, Alas, my brother, alas, my sister. His subjects will not mourn for him, crying, Alas, our master is dead. Alas, his splendor is gone. He will be buried like a dead donkey, dragged out of Jerusalem, and dumped outside the gates. Weep for your allies in Lebanon. Shout for them in Bashan. Search for them in the regions east of the river. See, they are all destroyed. Not one is left to help you. I warned you when you were prosperous, but you replied, Don't bother me. You have been that way since childhood. You simply will not obey me. And now the wind will blow away your allies. All your friends will be taken away as captives. Surely then you will see your wickedness and be ashamed. It may be nice to live in a beautiful palace, paneled with wood from the cedars of Lebanon. But soon you will groan with pangs of anguish, anguish like that of a woman in labor. As surely as I live, says the Lord, I will abandon you, Jehoiakim, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah. Even if you were the signet ring on my right hand, I would pull you off. I will hand you over to those who seek to kill you, those you so desperately fear, to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and the mighty Babylonian army. I will expel you and your mother from this land, and you will die in a foreign country, not in your native land. You will never again return to the land you yearn for. Why is this man Jehoiakim like a discarded broken jar? 
Why are he and his children to be exiled to a foreign land? O earth, earth, earth! Listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Let the record show that this man, Jehoiakim, was childless. He is a failure, for none of his children will succeed him on the throne of David to rule over Judah. What sorrow awaits the leaders of my people, the shepherds of my sheep? For they have destroyed and scattered the very ones they were expected to care for, says the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to these shepherds, Instead of caring for my flock and leading them to safety, you have deserted them and driven them to destruction. Now I will pour out judgment on you for the evil you have done to them. But I will gather together the remnant of my flock from the countries where I have driven them. I will bring them back to their own sheepfold, and they will be fruitful and increase in number. Then I will appoint responsible shepherds who will care for them, and they will never be afraid again. Not a single one will be lost or missing. I, the Lord, have spoken. For the time is coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up a righteous descendant from King David's line. He will be a king who rules with wisdom. He will do what is just and right throughout the land. And this will be his name. The Lord is our righteousness. In that day Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. In that day, says the Lord, when people are taking an oath, they will no longer say, As surely as the Lord lives who rescued the people of Israel from the land of Egypt. Instead, they will say, As surely as the Lord lives who brought the people of Israel back to their own land from the land of the north and from all the countries to which he had exiled them, then they will live in their own land. My heart is broken because of the false prophets, and my bones tremble. I stagger like a drunkard, like someone overcome by wine because of the holy words the Lord has spoken against them. For the land is full of adultery, and it lies under a curse. The land itself is in mourning. Its wilderness pastures are dried up, for they all do evil and abuse what power they have. Even the priests and prophets are ungodly, wicked men. I have seen their despicable acts right here in my own temple, says the Lord. Therefore the paths they take will become slippery. They will be chased through the dark, and there they will fall. For I will bring disaster upon them at the time fixed for their punishment. I, the Lord, have spoken. I saw that the prophets of Samaria were terribly evil, for they prophesied in the name of Baal and led my people of Israel into sin. But now I see that the prophets of Jerusalem are even worse. They commit adultery and love dishonesty. They encourage those who are doing evil so that no one turns away from their sins. These prophets are as wicked as the people of Sodom and Gomorrah once were. Therefore, this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, Yahweh Sabaoth, says concerning the prophets. I will feed them with bitterness and give them poison to drink. For it is because of Jerusalem's prophets that wickedness has filled this land. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says to his people. 
Do not listen to these prophets when they prophesy to you, filling you with futile hopes. They are making up everything they say. They do not speak for the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise my word, Don't worry, the Lord says you will have peace. And to those who stubbornly follow their own desires, they say, No harm will come your way. Have any of these prophets been in the Lord's presence to hear what he is really saying? Has even one of them cared enough to listen? Look, the Lord's anger bursts out like a storm a whirlwind that swirls down on the heads of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not diminish until it has finished all he has planned. In the days to come, you will understand all this very clearly. 2 Thessalonians 1, 1-12 This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. We are writing to the church in Thessalonica, to you who belong to God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God our Father and the Lord Yeshua give you grace and peace. Dear brothers and sisters, we can't help but thank God for you, because your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing. We proudly tell God's other churches about your endurance and faithfulness in all the persecutions and hardships you are suffering. And God will use this persecution to show His justice and to make you worthy of His kingdom, for which you are suffering. In His justice He will pay back those who persecute you. And God will provide rest for you who are being persecuted, and also for us when Yeshua appears from heaven. He will come with His mighty angels in flaming fire, bringing judgment on those who don't know God and on those who refuse to obey the good news of our Lord Yeshua. They will be punished with eternal destruction, forever separated from the Lord and from His glorious power. When He comes on that day, He will receive glory from on His holy people, praise from all who believe. And this includes you, for you, will be, for you believed what we told you about Him. So we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of His call. May He give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. Then the name of Yeshua will be honored because of the way you live, and you will be honored along with Him. This is all made possible because of the grace of our God and Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach. Psalm 83, 1-18 O God, do not be silent. Do not be deaf. Do not be quiet, O God. Don't you hear the uproar of your enemies? Don't you see that your arrogant enemies are rising up? They devise crafty schemes against your people. They conspire against your precious ones. Come, they say, let us wipe out Israel as a nation. We will destroy the very memory of of its existence. Yes, this was their unanimous decision. They signed a treaty as allies against you, those Edomites and Ishmaelites, Moabites and Hagrites, Gebelites, Ammonites and Amalekites, and people from Philistia and Tyre. Assyria has joined them too, 
and is allied with the descendants of Lot. Do to them as you did to the Midianites, as you did to Sisera and Jabin at the Kishon River. They were destroyed at Endor, and their decaying corpses fertilized the soil. Let their mighty nobles die as Oreb and Zeb did. Let all their princes die like Zeba and Zelmuna. For they said, Let us seize for our own use these pasture lands of God. O my God, scatter them like tumbleweed, like chaff before the wind. As a fire burns a forest, and as a flame sets mountains ablaze, chase them with your fierce storm, terrify them with your tempest, utterly disgrace them until they submit to your name, O Yahweh. Let them be ashamed and terrified forever. Let them die in disgrace. Then they will learn that you alone are called the Lord, that you alone are the Most High, supreme over all the earth. Proverbs 25, 11-14 Timely advice is lovely, like golden apples in a silver basket. To one who listens, valid criticism is like a gold earring or other gold jewelry. Trustworthy messengers refresh like snow in summer. They revive the spirit of their employer. A person who promises a gift but doesn't give it is like clouds and wind that bring no rain. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, Dust in the Wind, by Brett Grumman, based upon Psalm 83. Silent, oh, please don't be still. For behold, your enemies are stirred up, they lift hateful heads. Dust in the wind, they will be like dust in the Conspire with cunning against your cherished ones. Come, they say, let's destroy them as a nation and wipe out their name. Dust in the wind, your enemies are dust in the wind.
Pursue them with your tempest and your flames of fire. They're confused. We pray that they will seek and come to know your name. All other gods are dust in the wind. All other gods are dust in the wind. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.